the mile rate thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. And good morning everyone. Welcome to the mile rate. The uh, Country Cup season kicked off. Uh, last night at uh, Bendigo, and uh, today we've got a terrific program at uh, Cobram coming up as well, but we hadn't seen a, a Country Cup uh, throughout the uh, majority of 2020, so it was a long time coming, but it was a terrific night, great action, and a pretty worthy winner, a horse that's going to go a long way through uh, the, the carnival uh, this summer in Wolf Stride. Rob Orber joins me this morning to reflect on a very good program at Bendigo last night. Good morning, Rob. A very good morning, Danny. Uh, we alluded that Wolf Stride was the horse to beat uh, in last Sunday morning's uh, mile rate, and he didn't let us down. No, you've been onto this fellow for a while. He's uh, just been progressing nicely, and, and Anthony Buddy, he, he's been teaching the horse to settle. You can see where he was at. He's got beaten a couple of times as a short price favourite in smallish fields, and you could see that he could quite easily want it to chance his arm and sit up without cover and do it tough and maybe even get away with it. But he had a grander picture in mind and uh, you could see that the way that uh, the race was run last night and, and what he was able to produce with his very smart uh, now five-year-old Wolfstride. Look, uh, I've sort of been alluding for the last couple of months about uh, the preparation this horse has uh, gone through and I, I reflect back to a horse by the calibre of Marsish who virtually went through a very similar program, Danny, and you could just see Anthony has followed a very similar path with this horse uh, and he didn't surprise me that to, for him to step up the way he did last night. There's still probably a few little worrying traits a horse has. I, I think Anthony... It'd be interesting to get his comments throughout the week, but when the horse looked like he was just going to run away and win easily, he hit the lead and he just wanted to switch off. You could see Anthony, the last 20 metres, getting a little bit anxious about the horse, wanting to knock off when he did find the front. But he seemed to do it so easily when he raced up to him. And he's got all the ingredients to, to become a, a grand circuit horse. And I think last night he took another step forward. There's still a fair way to go, but he's heading in the right direction. Well, it was a group two. It was the Garrard's Horse and Hound Bendigo Pacing Cup. Lucky 13 for some. It was for Wolfstride. Here's uh, the replay of last night's feature. Off the track, five and six wide as they swing for home in the cup. 27-9 down the back. 40 Thieves giving some cheek. The outside, our Uncle Sam unleashing Wolfstride. Four big men going with him. Sir Lenig and Sicario from the back. The swoopers. Wolfstride took the lead in the Bendigo Pacing Cup. Four big men's trying to rally, but it's Wolfstride. Wolfstride wins the Bendigo Pacing Cup. Second has gone to... Four big men and third a big lineup. Sir Ledic out wide, charging through late there, locking wheels, Jamison Steele and... Yeah, yeah, he's been going well and, um, you know, it's never easy. These, you know, they're good fields, very even, and when he drew out the back like that, he was always going to need a bit of luck. But, you know, he's, he's progressing really well. We'd sort of hope to get to this stage, and, but he's, he's got to keep improving, you know, to take on the big boys, but he's heading in the right direction at the moment. He's a newly aged five-year-old now, so with the change of season and the birthday sort of happening now as well. So he's still got a lot of racing ahead of him, and to take that step to get to the next the next stage and against the big boys, what do you think he needs to do to get to that stage? Yeah, well, you know, this year won't be easy for him, but he can poke through and um, probably go to the Ballarat Cup now and the Hunter Cup, and, uh, you know, if he goes good enough in them, I wouldn't mind taking him up to Sydney for the Miracle Mile Carnival, but, 
you know, I think this year will um, stand him in good stead for next season. You know, it's always good to have a year on the grand circuit against the big boys. It toughens them up, and if they're good enough, they step up, and, uh, you know, he could have a really good year next year. The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. Rob, uh, what about the other runners in the race? Uh, four big men and somewhere secret. I thought both were terrific. Seletic at big odds had the bad gate. Uh, 40 Thieves had a pretty good run early, but they came home in really good sectionals. They've run their last mile uh, in very slick times, as you would well expect. Um, there wasn't a lot of uh, poor performances. Maybe I'm another masterpiece if you really uh, had to clutch at straws in our Uncle Sam. But other than that, there was a number of horses that maintained their good form. Oh, yeah, look, the horse I really liked again last night was Better Beat a Bomb, Danny. Uh, he, he really hit the line strongly for Basil Dooley and Jack Law. He's starting to remind me, I'm going to wind back the clock here, but if you recall that little horse, the Phoenix, that Bruce Clark had where he used to be three back the pegs. He went through a period where he couldn't win a race uh, at, at a pretty high level, and then all of a sudden the heavens started to open up for him, and he just kept winning, and... I think better be the bomb. I would just love to see him in these races, three back the pegs, doing no work, and when the split comes, uh, he he's he's capable of winning a country cup or a really good race. Better be the bomb. Loved his run last night. Uh, our our uncle Sam. He's had a lot of hard racing, Danny. Uh, he had another hard run last night, and. Look, he, he still did a good job. I mean, he ran second last. He got beaten 12 metres. As you mentioned, there's probably not a horse in the race that went badly. I think they all ran well. But there's a few horses, a few signs there that we're probably looking for a new emerging group of horses coming through. And no doubt, Wolf Stride's leading the pack. And you heard from Anthony Butt with that interview with Kirsty Graham, who's doing a great job. You know, he's planning the Ballarat Cup and into the Hunter Cup. It's a very similar program that he's done in the past. And he, he's right on track, this horse. Rob, the feature for the Trotters was the Elder Baron Park Maori Mile. This was at Group 1 status, a $50,000 race. And we'll have a listen to the way McLovin did it. He did it harder than anything else in the race to, to beat Red Hot Tooth, whom he sat outside. Dance Craze looked to have its run. Even Magical seemed to have a chance coming around the turn. But the old boy, he's, uh, he's an eight-year-old. He, he's gone back-to-back. McLovin winning the Maori Mile. Past the 400, 28 down the back. Still, Red Hot Tooth has them stacked up. The outside McLovin's pulled its way up to join. It's going to be a dash up the lane. Dance Crazes breathing down their necks, looking for the sprint lane. Magical, tip three deep then. Sundance Courage, top of the lane in the Maori Mile. McLovin got to Red Hot Tooth. Dance Crazes winding up late then Magical. It's McLovin, Dance Craze on the Harati Trotter sprint lane. They'll hit it together. McLovin, I reckon McLovin might have just won here. It's a close go. The inside dance craze was closing, but did she close quick enough? Third, red hot tooth, I think, in front of Sundon's courage. Then, yeah, it was. Um, it was super. Um, his form over the short is uh, is really good, and um, I can't say that I was confident of winning because of the two horses that drew one and two. But I was definitely confident of him running a very good race, and. Um, yeah, Andy was happy if we were um, parked and fortunately early we got to drop in for a little bit and then move up in the slowest quarter and um, it was um, a terrific win to, to, finish, to finish it like he did. 
You're right. He does. He has deserved a really nice win and a Group One win at that. That it was. I say it was tough because we've got probably people here that aren't familiar with harness racing. But sitting outside the leader, particularly in that sort of time, that, that is a ginormous effort. Yeah, um, it's hard to sit outside the leader in any race these days, isn't it? So to do it in a race like this, um, you know, um, I've been lucky enough to win it. Um, I think maybe three times now, and. Um, um, I've won it with really good horses, so um, it's a great race, and um, thanks to Duncan at Aldebaran Park for putting it on every year, and um, yeah, I'm just really happy that, that he got the win tonight. The Mile Rate, thanks to Australasia's best harness action at thetrots.com.au, where you can watch every race live and free on Trots Vision. And to thank you, we seem to be out of form for a while there, uh, Rob, and he's made it three wins in a row and sat without cover. The quickest quarter was the last quarter. Um, probably hard to find excuses for the others looking at the way McLovin made his own luck. Yeah, look, uh, he, he deserved the win. He was too good. Uh, no question about that. I, I don't think it was a... I know they went 154-2, but for a mile race for the Trotters, they, they did go reasonably slow, I thought, for that first, especially that second quarter. I went 28 first quarter, but they backed it right off to 30.6, and they sort of picked up the speed from that point, 28-1, 27-6, and look, he controlled the race. Uh, Dance Craze went terrific. She hit the line strongly, uh, 27-6 quarter. She got beaten ahead. Red Hot Tooth, look, I mean, I, you know, the stable are pretty much getting her ready for the for the Great Southern Star. I think she'll improve from a fitness perspective from last night. Uh, Karen tried to pinch a couple of little easy quarters and just got out sprinted at the finish, battled on okay. Sundon's Courage hit the line good. Magical's just doing that transition into this grade. And, uh, look, he, he was good. He, he'll, he'll improve again from that. And, and Wobbly, uh, back to his old tricks again, uh, He's, uh, he's a frustrating horse. I, I feel sorry for Alison and Chris and the connections because uh, he's got the ability, but he's just got a few few little uh, light switches in the brain that doesn't seem to work uh, when it needs to. And he's been stood down uh, for uh, for one trial. Uh, Rob, the first on the card was the uh, J&A Mazzetti painting pace. This was the first leg of a, a driving double for James Herbertson. It was a great training performance too, I think, from Ashley Herbertson. I'm you know, very respectful and appreciative of, of trainers that can get their horses to win first up, particularly at metropolitan level. It really doesn't happen that often. And, uh, and I'm Shadow Boxer, who's a sit sprinter. Probably the race panned out well, but he clearly has come back so well after a, a long layoff. He, he hadn't raced for, uh, for about seven months. Yeah, look, he's a very good horse. He showed that last year and even a year before. He had a lot of times where you walk away and go, wow, you're not a bad horse. And as you mentioned, he'd had a long layoff and to come back and win the way he did last night was terrific. Probably a little bit lucky at one stage. I mean, Major Jody was out three wide, galloped, and just allowed Elm Shadow Boxer to get a clear passage. And what we do know about Elm Shadow Boxer, he's got a terrific sprint on him and he came hard. Major assassin was terrific i think this is a really good form race danny i think you'll find probably every runner in that race from last night or pretty much most of them i think there's a win for them very soon uh it was just a solid run race and some really quick sectionals and some horses did some you know put up some really big performances major assassin was good error was good. AJ Breezy Rose ran on well. Arts Dash did his fair share of work. The run of the race was Major Jody. Three wide from the 1200. Galloped at about the 300. He, he broke and 
Wow, uh, when he recovered in the home straight, he savaged the line. He got beaten 11 metres, but he was climbing over their backs. And I was sort of thinking to myself, if he didn't gallop, he, he probably wins the race. So I think out of that race, the, the real big black booker for mine was Major Jody. And uh, you had one in there yourself, Monomia. How did she perform? Yeah, she was going good until Major Major Jody Gallop and knocked me over. But uh, anyway, that's that's racing. Rob, okay, race number two. Um, this is the first leg of a training and driving double for Jess Tubbs and, and Greg Sugars Miller, joy and experienced mare. Uh, she's been around the block a few times, thought it was a really good drive. It was even a really good drive in her previous start too when she was at massive odds. Um, and, um, yeah, she was able to get the bit of stars by the beach. They ran it at a pretty good tempo. It was a 153.2 mile rate. Good run, Miller Joy. She's been racing well. Uh, she went through the Vic Bread series and performed really well uh, in that level. Uh, and look, she got into a, a nice little race, took on a, a few horses that are still coming through to grade. Stars by the Beach uh, ran well, did a bit of work in the run, but again, just uh, probably the bit more season type uh, horses there with Miller Joy performing well. Uh, Diamond Cullen went okay. Delightful Mia went okay. Minuscule had no luck. Uh, had to go back to last. Hit the line well. And the Black Booker, the Black Booker from the race, number six, Key, uh, ran six, Kiang Destiny, ready to win. So there you go. I've given you two, Major Jody and Kiang Destiny. They'll be both winning uh, very, very soon. Okay. Well, race three was the claiming pace, a high-end claiming race, Rob. Um Struve was brilliant, but we know there's no in-between with Struve. Uh, Struve's either very good or very bad, and we got to see the good side of him last night. Oh, he was terrific, wasn't he? I mean, you can't really talk about any other horse in the race other than Struve. He just uh, strolled uh, to the lead, and he just kept uh, getting quicker and the margin kept getting bigger and he was just uh, on top of his game last night and as you said Danny there's uh, no uh, in between with him it's either very good or not so good but last night he brought up his uh, ninth win from 18 starts performed well uh, ample power will get fitter Glen Avril King's been going okay uh, look there's not really a lot to be said other than Struve he, he was just too good he's raced by uh, the big uh, Wookie group, of course, uh, and Clayton Tonkin part of that with uh, the Prentice group, and, and well done to them all. And I'm sure they've had a bit of a uh, roller coaster ride with him, but he was terrific last night in taking out race three, winning mile rate of 155.4, and last half in 54.3. Star of Memphis ended up uh, doing a bit of work running last, but uh, just wonder where he's at at the moment, Rob. Yeah, there's been some worrying signs with him over the last uh, few starts. I mean, we saw him, I think, was it at Ballarat, he wanted to shift off the track. And, yeah, look, he, he's uh, he's just off his game now, and maybe that's why he's in the claiming races. They're probably starting to realise that, you know, he's getting to uh, the end of uh, the best of his career, and they're trying to place him in, in areas where they can actually uh, earn some uh, some income. But, unfortunately, uh, last night he, he did a bit of work, and he just dropped out, and... Yeah, look, uh, some, some worrying signs there for that horse. Race four was the first heat of the Mercury 80 series, uh, sponsored by Alabar Bloodstock. This was over the short trip, the 1,150 metres, and it looked a pretty competitive race on paper, and it's exactly the way it turned out to be, with um, the best drawn horses fighting at the finish. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit of a fizzer again. They, they just didn't go hard early. Everyone was quite content to just sit up in the race. Franco Jolto, we know, is a good leader. He, he was able to get away with some pretty easy uh, sectionals in the early part of the race. And 
just turned it into a sprint home, 54-8 last half. He controlled the race, and James Herbertson bring up another winner for the night. And he was just able to hold off Yorkshire, who I think is going around today in the Cobram Pacing Cup, Danny. So that's an interesting uh, training performance. Uh, 1,100 one night, uh, and the next day, 2,600. So it'll be interesting to see how he backs up. He hit the line nicely. I mean, he didn't have a hard run last night. It was probably just a nice little clean-out for him. And he runs second, got beaten a half-head. Change your print. Uh, he didn't pull at all last night. He settled beautifully in the breeze. And uh, look, he battled on okay. Joe Nien was in the 1 1. It was just a, it was a slowly run race, and they just went home the last two quarters 27 7 and 27 1, which is 54 8. Made it impossible for anything back in the field to actually make ground. And Franco Jolto was a, a pegs dominated uh, affair with Yorkshire. And Change your print did a good job to battle on for third. And that was the second leg of a driving double for James Herbertson. Race six on the card. Well, look, Carlos Mack hadn't raced for a number of weeks, Rob, which I thought might have been the little query on on him, but uh, I thought he was pretty poor under the circumstances, and maybe he'll improve with a run. But Joel Raker was really good ex-Kiwi and completed a double for trainer Jess Tubbs and driver Greg Sugars. Yeah, I was pretty keen on Jaw Breaker last night. I felt like he had his uh, hoof on the till, and he 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 just got there, uh, but he won. And look, he, he enjoyed a pretty good run in the race. I, the race I thought mapped out the way I was expecting it to. And Carlos Mack. Uh, I don't think it, the horse was disappointing. It did cop a lot of pressure early in the race. I mean, they went 26-7 first quarter, which really softened it up. Uh, got a little bit of a breather there, 30.1, and, and then they put the foot to the pedal again, 27-2 and 28-8. So I think Carlos Mackey, you can probably find uh, a, a few excuses there, and I think the horse will improve from that run. Jawbreaker, as I said, has been going really well and it looked the right race for it with the run it had, and it just got there. I, I sort of thought it on the home turn, Greg Sugars was probably going to push out a little bit earlier, and I'm not sure whether the, the run didn't open up as much as uh, it expected. Watching it on TV, I, I thought he, he, he could, have, could have come out, but it's easy watching it on TV. He probably uh, knew that the gap wasn't as big as um, what it looked like on TV. But once he got the horse out into the clear and he balanced up, he really came late. Scorcher, another good run again. Uh, he was driven an absolute treat by Chris Alford. He was in the 1-1. He knew Jawbreaker was probably the danger, so he pulled out a little bit early to, to, to try to pinch that break, and he nearly got there. I thought it was a, a very good drive by Chris Alford. Six elements, I think she's in foal. She hit the line really well. So did Mirakuru. Both came from back in the field. Uh, a horse that ran okay in that race, started 150 to 1, was Alberock. It actually hit the line really well. Only got beaten five metres and was climbing over their back, so he might be one that uh, we can follow uh, over the uh, upcoming weeks. 56 last half they went a mile rate of 152.8 so it was a solid run race I thought most of those horses ran pretty well in that race I don't think there was too many that didn't perform that well in race uh, number eight Torrid Saint got the prize was well backed as much as $12 bet maybe even more started $5 and a a well-timed drive Torrid Saint was very strong in the home straight yeah, a couple of big runs in the Douglas team last night and, and Torrid Saint uh, was one out two back and again, I thought it was a really good win because they didn't go hard at all in that race. Uh, there was a few little moves early in the race. The lead time was 38-3 and 
first two quarters was 29-7 and 29-6. So the race was controlled on the speed and uh, Torrid Saint was one out two back and came with a big run down the outside to win. It was heavily backed. They were betting double figure odds and he came right into $5. So that was a big performance there. Race by Noel Watson, uh, of course, uh, from Swan Hill on the uh, committee and they do a terrific job there at Swan Hill. I know Noel's been there for a long time. He's got a trains a, a few of his own horses and he sends a few of them down to uh, the Douglas team as well. Mongiana was a nice effort, uh, popped around into the breeze and battled on okay. Hugo Rocks I thought was a little bit disappointing last night. I, I, he, he looked the winner to mine throughout the race, so even coming up towards the home turn, I thought, oh, well, he'll just win here, and he just didn't let down. As soon as uh, James hooked him out three wide, he, he just flattened out, but just didn't show the same acceleration that we've seen in the past. Uh, Watchlist had his chance, uh, Bonzel Benjamin had his chance, rollover went okay, so... Yeah, look, I think the only horse you can really, uh, you know, compliment as far as a good run was Torrid Saint. Mongiana battled on OK. Radius uh, dropped right out, pulled up with cardiac arrhythmia and has been stood down for 14 days. Rob, the last event was for the Trotters. Kai Valley Chief is building up a pretty good record, uh, was able to take the last sprint, Lily Chris Elford. Yeah, once again, just a control race up on the speed. Kai Valley Chief uh, found the lead pretty comfortably. Uh, the tempo was very slow. It was 41-9 lead time. First two quarters, 32 and 31 with the trotters. Uh, pretty much uh, ruled out anything back in the field after they'd gone about 800 metres. And Kai Valley Chief... Uh, did a good job. Chris knows the horse pretty well. You could see down the back straight he was just uh, making sure he was staying in his gate and he, he was concentrating. He seems to want to switch off at different stages. But he did a good job and it was a master drive once again by Chris. Uh, President Royden was a nice effort, sat behind the leader, hit the line well. Bullion Lady was a really good run, came from back in the field. Just hasn't had the tempo run for her lately. Uh, she, she's actually going really well, and she will be winning. Just uh, got to get in the right race, but I thought uh, her performance was good. And I tell you, the horse that's going so well is Trouble uh, Jero, Danny, uh, for Scotty Ewan. Uh, he's run a few placings and was fourth last night against a much stronger field. And uh, Look, I, I thought he's going to be winning very, very soon somewhere. Uh, Dynamic Legacy was okay. Royal Charlotte was very very disappointing, and um, bootleg Burke, uh, yeah, just uh, didn't finish it off. But no, look, I think out of that race, the, the two horse, there's probably the, the second, third, and fourth horse, President Royd and Bullion Lady and Trouble Gero, all worth following. Rob, uh, next week uh, the Country Cups continue at Shepparton. It's the Neat Line Home Shepparton Gold Cup. That's on the Saturday night. Melton will be racing on the Friday night. Friday night. It's pretty much a, a country uh, a program, country assessed program at uh, Melton on the Friday night. But we've got a terrific day today at Cobram. It's Cobram Cup Day. Yeah, looking forward to uh, watching this program. Uh, Western Sonyador, uh, a horse I know that you've been highlighting as well, Danny. We, we've seen him on the Trots Vision coverage uh, in recent weeks and performed so well through the Vic Bread series behind Lock and Varart. I thought he'd be very hard to beat today. Uh, obviously a little bit of a tricky draw, barrier five, but uh, I'm expecting him to go well. Perfect stride, uh, the horse of Anthony Budden. Sonia Smith, we've got to give Sonia a big rap too because she trained her, her first cup winner last night now in uh, dual partnership with Anthony Budden. We know Sonia does some amazing work behind the scenes of Anthony's uh, team and good to see her as a co-trainer now. I know she'll take a lot of pride in that. Uh, Malcolm's Rhythm's going terrific. So a couple of really big runs, but I like Western Sonia today in the Cobram Cup.
Rob, thanks for joining us again. We'll do it again uh, next Sunday morning at around uh, 7.30 on the mile rate. Thanks for your time. Uh, Good morning, everyone. Happy harnessing. Enjoy the rest of the day.